0: Welcome everybody to Wolf Sheep. I am Luis Cavedo
1: and I'm Matthew Walker.
0: It always seems to catch you by surprise when we do that. I don't know why, either, but
1: Cuz I get it, I get a little stage fright before I say my name.
0: Well, we we are joined by my wife who may sit in on commentary this week. It's been a while. Well, since the Four Color Sequentials days. That was another podcast, but this is yeah. Uh, so this week's topic uh, you picked it. Uh, Daddy issues, right?
1: <laughs> well, <clears throat>
0: it came about from the last podcast. Yeah, you said something I said kind of sparked your. I don't know your your, your yeah. mind to think of that. Well, what exactly was it? Do You recall?
1: Oh, I was heavily medicated last week. Um,
0: other than the night. Oh, just
1: over. you. S- you started talking about your dad and some some of the experiences you had with him and mm-hmm. I didn't know that so I know I have lots of father issues so thought we should talk about it we're well, talking about real life stuff here
0: yeah 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 I mean I that's that's always what <clears throat> this podcast was aimed to be was to be a very uncensored and uh, frank take on just issues and Christian issues or whatever but um, yeah yeah we've we've spoken about our upbringings before but i don't think we've ever really spoken uh, except for last week in depth about our dads and how we got along with them etc so uh obviously it's an important part of the relationship not just in the family but also how you develop as a man and and uh what's the term i'm looking for is uh gender roles etc and how to live up to that so so yeah we're gonna we're gonna dive in So out of curiosity, I was putting the questions together, and the first one that I thought of was, uh, what's the first memory you have of your dad? Or the oldest one you have of your dad? The oldest memory? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the first memory that comes to mind is my dad would, um, I don't remember how old I was, but he would let me shave his face. So with, the, like a, with a like ra- okay, not a straight not a straight razor that's good. my dad was a pure big man, big disposable mm-hmm. he had high, he had classy taste, okay. yeah, and uh <clears throat> so he would let me shave his beard and uh so I would get like a like a little hospital pan that my mother brought home that had never been used, and got hot water and then lathered it up and then shaved his face. That's like the first memory that pops into mind. That's a good memory. It's a sweet memory. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Nice.
0: No, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I need to bring this up cuz you said <laughs> bedpan. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hospital pan. It wasn't the the perform, no, that, no, it was your like bodily functions bedpan. Oh, no,
1: no, no, not okay. that kind. All right. Yeah. It wasn't in the shape of a butt or anything, but it was like a yeah. hospital dish.
0: Well, as I'm thinking about it, I mean that Hospital bedpan is almost the perfect shape for your face to you just dip it in.
1: And... Um. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. I don't even mean to say that. Okay. That's... It opens up a whole can of worms. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, you, anyway, no.
0: I visualize a lot while you're talking, so I'm sorry. Oh, I, I good. I not mean to do that. Right. I'm glad.
1: At least you're listening. All
0: right. Uh, my oldest memory, which is a really odd one because my mom says, I don't know how you remember that one. At this, you know. By that point, they would have been divorced, separated, and although they still had contact, they would see each other. I would come over, you know, to my uh, my grandma's house on my dad's side. Uh, She stayed at a at an apartment where my dad lived, and there was a pool there. And uh, I have a very distinct memory. It's it's short, you know. It's one of those things that I I have about fifteen or twenty seconds recorded of it Mm -hmm. of being in the pool with my dad, and I, I would have been quite young, you know, according to my mom, you know, maybe three, four years old. Oh, wow. So I don't know, and, and it's very hazy, so I don't know, maybe it was a dream, but to me it's a memory, it's one of those things. That right. I hold and cherish. Then I remember afterwards, or shortly after, because it's one of those things that I remember, uh, going upstairs to my grandma's house and having cookies. Yeah, maybe that's where my level of sweets start. Maybe. It's a
1: good thing you married a pastry chef. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's definitely got its benefits. Yeah. 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 So, were you or weren't you close to your dad? And why or why not? Uh,
1: I was not close. And I, I think my dad and I are two different people. He was... He was like driving a school bus at the age of like 15 Mm -hmm. and he would drive the school bus to school. He would go to school and then he would drive the school bus for all the kids home. And he had chores in the morning before school and chores after school. So he was raised like really poor, really hard worker. um, And, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't like the rough and tumbled kid so you've got a dad that's kind of been raised rough and tumbled and then you got a super shy sensitive kid and my brother was kind of always in trouble so my dad was kind of always taking care of him and Mm -hmm. and tending to him and my dad had a full-time job and so my mom and I hung out a lot but my dad and I weren't typically close he was the disciplinarian he's -hmm. the one that dragged us to church he was low fun on the low fun scale you know
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so um so i think it was just you know just him being who he was me being who i was you know my brother being in trouble my mom kind of commandeering me you know and that's one thing my dad used to say he's like you know I'd want to hang out with you, but your mother would never let you go, you know. And so there was like,
0: wait, that's something your dad actually said to you. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. He he said, you know, uh, there'd be times I'd want you to go with us, and your mom would say no, and she would keep you with her. So it was kind of a pull close to mom. Dad didn't fight for me, you know. So
0: that's kind of well. I mean, it's it's interesting to me just because, you know, what's the old adage? Okay, so. Uh, Daddy's girl and Mama's boy and mm-hmm. all that. I mean, and that's not strictly true, but yeah, I was you know, definitely not were...
1: Daddy's girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just... no,
0: no. You guys were, you guys were two boys. And, and oh you know, yeah, my oldest. I've got an older sister, you know, and I get. We've spoken about this. I got an older sister and a younger brother on my mom's side, and from my dad's side, two an older brother and an older sister. But I didn't grow up with them. But even then. Um, I, I Well, you know, we. I'll get into that, but it's just interesting to see, like, you, your parents, each one kind of took, in a certain yeah. sense, possession of one of you. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, I'll take this one and you take one they,
1: one. And yeah. they both did it. what they did for different reasons, you know. No, No human is perfect, and so my mom kind of kept me close, and my dad was busy with my brother, you mm-hmm. know, and thought... Kind of thought that I didn't need anything because I was kind of self-sufficient, you know.
0: Well, uh, for me, uh, well, obviously, you know, I just I said that earlier. My my parents had been divorced uh, shortly after I turned one, I think, and obviously I don't remember that, but right. Uh, as far as whether we were close or not, we weren't. Uh, and I've said this before. I could probably count in two hands, maybe three, the amount of interactions we had. Person, you know, front to front, speaking engagement type type situations. Uh, but in a sense, I was okay with that too. And uh, we'll get into that further too. But no, we weren't. We weren't close in the sense of uh, we spent a lot of time together. But when we did, I. Uh, I kind of made the most of it. Right. You know, it's like, okay, well, you know, I got dad for however many couple hours I got him for or whatever. And usually it was in family interactions. So that was nice too, you know, my mom and my brother and my sister and everybody was there. So it was, it was nice to have family there. You know, it was almost like a, okay, we got the complete you in a sense. Uh, and obviously why? Well, you know, they just had their differences. I won't go into that, but right. Yeah. So, uh, what are the first things that come to mind when you think about the essence of your father? Like, if you have to like what he smelled like? <laughs> not, not as, not what he smelled <coughs> like. No. Ow. Okay. All right. If you had to boil down your dad to this is this this was him? You know who who was he? Like, okay, uh, You want me to answer first, just to give yeah, you answer right. first. So I think of my dad and, yeah. and a lot of. What I know about my dad was based on what everybody else told me about him. Yeah. Because I got a sense of what, who he was by spending time with him and, you know, seeing him. But I didn't, I didn't know other things about him. You know, what he liked, what he didn't like, what he practiced, etc. So, like, I, I know three things immediately come to mind. One, he was a pianist. That was his passion. Since yep. that was the panel was kind of his muse before everything else oh wow okay he went to school for engineering and rather than continue to pursue that uh, that career he chose to be a musician he was another thing that everybody always mentions is he was considerably smart uh, whether that's just naturally smart or, or whether it was book smart because he studied quite a bit I think it's a little bit of a combination of both. And uh, the other one that comes to mind, especially as the years have gone by, is uh, his, not so much his temperament, but he was a very good friend. Okay? In fact, his his friendship in many ways was often a a source of downfall. But it's interesting to hear how he was a friend to people. You know, he, he would. Take the shirt off his back for you and, and yep. everything, but you know if you if you pissed him off, he was going to tell you off. But hey, right. you know, let a let a couple of hours go by and okay, we're we're we're, we're friends again. We're know? good again. Yeah. So, that's my dad. Who was your dad in essence?
1: <laughs> um, let's see. My dad was,
0: or is. Of, I'm sorry, your dad is. Oh, he's he alive. is. Yeah. He he is alive. alive. Yes. <laughs>
1: Uh, (laughs) my, my dad is, well, I mean, he's kind of mellowed, so was is a good thing. Um, he was a hard worker. Mm -hmm. He was unemotional. Um, he was very passive. Um, you know, he loved God, loved church, and he says he had, uh, a history as a gambler. Mm -hmm. So, um... Excuse me. Uh, he has a hist- he had a history of gambling, and that's—he gave up gambling when he came to know the Lord. But he was raised in uh, in the country. Um, milked cows, grew crops, all that stuff. He was the youngest um, of his brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think. Those are, that's the essence of who he was, you know, he was, he just kind of loved my mom really well, and she was not easy to love, and he, they were married, you know, until her death, a couple, or six years ago, and he still, you know, he still misses her, and, Mm -hmm. and loves her, and speaks well of her.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's always good, yeah. Yeah. My, uh. Well, before I say that, I, I just you're mentioning your your dad and he sounds when I think salt of the earth type people, you know. Yeah, yeah. Good people. He sounds like good people, you know. I, yeah. I think of
1: uh, Yeah, and like you said he was like friends with everybody to the point that it was a little detrimental because he was doing stuff for everybody else, mm-hmm. which I've caught myself doing, you know. Like the people closest to you get the least and then the people that you don't even know are getting more from your life and I've caught myself doing the same thing but you know i think um he was a good man for sure it's it's just he wasn't in my life you mm-hmm. know he was absent for the most part in my life
0: Yeah, and i think that's what we essentially share in common with, as far as our dads go yeah i mean you know obviously you had your dad around more but yeah there was close proximity was, yeah. but mm-hmm.
1: unemotional you know no connection yeah.
0: when you uh Look at your dad. Do you see yourself reflecting in him, and and how? If you do, that is. You know. Um.
1: uh in some ways, yeah, not not huge ways, because. Well, we,
0: you guys are vastly kind of different people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there. I,
1: I had a paper. Somebody told me to do this once. They said most guys will reflect their dad and most girls will reflect their mom. And Mm I kind of laughed at the guy. And then I went down and wrote. um, I wrote down a bunch of stuff. And I found out I was like my dad in a lot of ways. But not like overt. It was all kind of similarities here and there. Like Mm -hmm. uh, small similarities. So, yeah.
0: personality traits or...
1: I definitely have – I have a penchant for passivity, but I am pretty active in my life. So, passivity is, is the default, but I don't – it's not the one that oh, I rest okay. in. Uh,
0: you, all right. See, uh, you said passivity, and I'm thinking, you know, peaceful nature type stuff. Yeah. He, we were just talking about that earlier, about yeah my dad was my
1: dad let my mom run all over him but he loved her well um, but my dad was super passive about everything regarding my mom and life and different things except for me he was never passive with me um, but I have definitely fought hard not to be the passive male you know but I mean in a sense I kind of learned how to be a human through my mom since she was pretty she was pretty much always aggressive and always angry you know at least to us, mm. and so it, it, it's I'm I'm a definite mix of both, mm. but I'm not like my dad in the sense that I'm not passive whatsoever. Okay. Uh, but you know, I think everybody has a default to passivity. Right, you right, know, right, right. Yeah. everybody was would want to sit on the couch and watch TV and let the world go by. But
0: well, um. The main reason I ask that is yeah. you know, two things aside from physically, because I, most people say you know most people that see my mom and I they say, Okay, you guys look alike, you know, you could tell your your mom's yeah. son. And then they see pictures of my dad and they say, Oh, wait a minute, you actually look a whole ton like your dad. You yeah, alike. I look
1: more like my yeah. dad than my mom. My mom was, was always angry because both both her sons look like her her husband, mm-hmm. my dad. And she's like, "Well, I just basically raised y'all, and I got cheated out of everything because you look like your dad." So,
0: well, but I mean, you know, physicality is one thing, you know. Yeah. But aside from looking like my dad, I, I, I've searched the qualities. Yeah. And I always thought I got my temperament from my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, and not to say that she's temperamental, but if I had to think out of the two of them, she's definitely the more hot-blooded one. And as the years have gone by, I've made that assumption, and to a degree, it's true. Yeah. But apparently, my dad had a bit of a temper. Oh, okay. Like, well, not a bad temper, and certainly not towards family, but, uh, like, let's you know, let's just put an example out there. Uh, if uh, if he got into uh, you know, a, a disagreement with somebody, you know, he might you know, send you to F off.
1: Hopefully. Oh, okay, he wouldn't punch you though. Right, no, he... Oh, okay.
0: It doesn't sound like he was ever very physical in that sense, but he wasn't against it, you know? Right. Not that I've ever, you know, told anybody to F off. <laughs> Not precisely, but maybe my brother once or twice, but, you know, it's a, it's a response I may feel, I just don't act on it. And yeah. And I do have a temperament. It's uh, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I always assumed it came from my mom's side, but as history has shown and people tell me stories, it's like, no, it, it, may, it might have come from your dad. Another thing is, I think uh, I absorbed a lot of his, uh, I don't want to call them failings, but, you know, like uh, I say, I've got an addictive nature. Okay. And and I, that definitely comes from his side, you know. It was... Uh, he he could throw himself at something, fully, and, and commit to it, and in many senses that was part of the failings of the marriage, but in a, in a sense, knowing that early on, especially, just because you told these stories and because you 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 analyze yourself, I kind of went the opposite direction. Like to say, I know I can have the same pitfalls, so I'm going to avoid them. Right. To a, to a fault, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm smart, but, you know, it, my, mom's all, my mom's exceptionally smart, especially street smart. He was more of a, you know, technical smarts and, and learning things. So I like to think, especially my writing side comes from that. Right. Because there is a, in, in that particular genetic line of that last name Cavado, you know, there's a lot of writers in there. In fact, I don't believe my grandfather, father, was, you know. But yeah, you know, that's, it's just interesting to to see, despite a lack of physical uh, interaction, you know, that that you can count twelve times. Okay, we interacted together, right. but you still reflect the other person. Right. So that's what I was kind of searching for is that despite you and your mom being closer, you still, in many ways, may still be like your dad. Would you say that's true or not? Yeah, I think there's some ways. Okay.
1: Yeah, I have them written down somewhere. Hmm. I do. I have, I, because I search, I search my past and my history for explanations, you know, Um, because I don't think. I don't, pe- I don't think people are just the way they are. I think there's always an influencing factor.
0: Right. Yeah. N- nature versus nurture. Right? Yeah. And yeah, n- I think both things play a part. But um, we were talking about this on the the car ride to lunch last week, and about how dads are perceived.
1: Yeah.
0: In media or in oh, reality, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. And you know, it's almost like you're 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 set up to fail because. When you see it on TV, it's always like the bumbling idiot and everything. Yeah, That's nothing new. That's not a new concept. We've known this for a long time. But when we were setting this up, we wanted to say, hey, you know, I want to set up redeeming qualities about my dad. You know, we don't want to bash our dads. We want right. to make sure we, we remind people that, hey, we were, we're products of these people in positive ways. Not just because of their failings, but the good that they did. So with that in mind... What are the three most important things your dad taught you?
1: Uh work ethic. Mm-hmm. Christianity. Mm hmm. And I don't know. How to cook junk food.
0: <laughs> your dad liked to cook quite a bit.
1: Uh no, he my dad was the consummate male chef in in the kitchen i think his
0: so fluffer nutters oh yeah up. like he'd
1: take hot dogs split them in half put cheese on them and cook them in the oven <laughs> and uh, uh yeah he had he had some crazy recipes you, you know it would keep us alive but it it wasn't something you'd want to repeat night after night
0: <laughs> well, i don't know at least it's at least it it's fun good. Yeah. yeah it was fun
1: mm-hmm. um and he took me fishing he, he definitely gave me a love for animals. We had animals uh, all in our house, and and in the backyard, and in the country, we had all kinds of animals.
0: Do you think that helped push you towards your? Because that—that's what you want to study, is? is yeah, I think so.
1: I think the any the love I had for animals, I either wanted to work in a zoo or a Sea World or mm-hmm. something like that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well. uh... <laughs> what? Well, what well, I'm thinking okay. I I have an idea of the things that my dad taught me. Yeah. The lessons were just very indirect. Right. Like if I could say well, what did he actually technically sit down and teach me? Right. He 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 was very knowledgeable of, you know, physics and chemistry and things like that. So he came over one time for uh New Year's and he was teaching me how to do <laughs> a bomb with a bottle and some different liquids and stuff like that. So oh, I that's can say, okay, help. well he taught that's me helpful. stuff like that. <laughs> but uh like the lessons that I think I took from my dad are more history based and also uh I don't know, revealed over time. Right. Okay? So like I can I can lesson number one that he taught me I think was his commitment to uh family. Okay. Now he was despite, you know, the divorce. He was very committed to taking care of his family. Like when they divorce, the apartment. He said, "Well, I want you to keep the apartment. You stay here. You live here. Keep everything in there because he said I want you to have something." Now, he he wasn't a man of very many means. You know, Russians right. tend not to be, but he left that behind. He said, "I want you to at least have." He told my mom, "I want you guys to always have something." Yeah. So commitment to family, I think, is is definitely one of them. Despite you know the failings of divorce and all that uh number two is is the value of friendship and again you know i I thank him in a sense almost genetically because i think i took that in genetically is that i'm for the most part i would say a a good friend and I, i there's few things i wouldn't do for others i'm not a good friend sometimes about following up and keeping up with people but um you know you can call me up and say hey you know i Tire popped or whatever. Can you can you come help him? You know, I like to think that's something that was instilled right me into me through him. And number three, which in a sense is kind of funny, is when he, even to his dying day, he was uh, always flirting with my mom, even after the divorce. Like he always ask, me, "Well, wait, you know, why don't we get married again?" And you know, a lot of it was. Uh, Everybody thought joking, but I used to like to think that, oh, you know, he really kind of means it, you know. Right. He misses that, and, you know, sometimes my mom has admitted to me that she kind of thought about it once or twice, but, you know, some things needed to change, et cetera. Right. Nothing came of it. But his pursuit of my mom kind of never died. I said the piano was his muse, but, you know, he, uh, he, he, he was passionate about this woman, I like to think I'm passionate about my wife in that sense. Like this woman. Yeah this this particular woman. So I, I you know I plan on not failing. Right. And and live up to that kind of standard of pursuit of always flirting of always you know loving on my wife. You know?
1: Right. Even though she likes
0: cats. Well, I like cats too. That. Oh, way. there you go. Yeah. you know. <laughs> You guys, again, uh, yeah, I can't explain the scene. I'm sorry. My wife was in the room. She did a, a, a rude gesture. We'll call it that. All right. Has your history with your dad informed how you view God, and if so, how? Either back then or now or over time.
1: Yeah, I think for the – oh, that was really loud. Sorry, you guys. Um, yeah, I think for the longest time, I know that how we view our earthly father – directly plays into how we view our heavenly father and so i know that i thought god was distant i thought god was just the disciplinarian i thought he was around for punishment Mm -hmm. um and i didn't think you would have a relationship with god i thought it was just you know god just kind of made you do the right thing um even if you didn't want to
0: Was your dad the disciplinarian? Yeah, my dad
1: was all those things, you know. He only kind of darkened my door to wake me up for church or to go to church. And, you know, there were some good memories as a child. But, like, for the most part, my dad was more in my brother's life than mine. And I had a desire for him to be in my life, you know. But after too many times of trying and failing to get his attention, I just gave up. But yeah, the, but later on, you know, um, knowing that I needed a relationship with God and knowing I wanted one, Mm -hmm. uh, I, when I left, when I left homosexuality back in 1998, when I walked away from my gay life, I went home and Mm -hmm. God gave me an opportunity to be re-fathered by my dad, and this time you know i could choose to be there choose to be involved mm-hmm. open honest conversation um my dad wasn't like super smart um but he was he was he was uh what's the word he could figure things out he could build anything he was good with his hands um, he was very knowledgeable in the word. That's its uh,
0: own smart. And it, uh, yeah, I wouldn't downplay yeah, that. Because. well, I
1: wouldn't say no. I mean, I I wouldn't say he was well educated, but he was smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not street smarts. Like he was never in a in a gang war or anything like that. But, um, so, yeah, my dad definitely shaped uh who I am in Christ and shaped the foundations of that you know and but I think there were ways that there were ways that I've gone on with my relationship with Christ that my dad never had you know and and God showed me in 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 a vision how I would do more and go further than my dad did you know mm-hmm. and I think with any teacher their student will will go further than them, you know.
0: Right, that's not a negative thing to say. No, I mean, not at I all. I think most parents, that's kind of their wish is that their child would be better or yeah. live up to something greater. Um, yeah, and I and I would also mention that you have uh, have really kind of taken that role up in, in the ministry that you do and the ministry that you used to do with the youth group. So right. whether that's to live up to a greater standard, or whatever drove that, you were always very good at being kind of a, a doting father to, the kids or just you know the people around. Them. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm. I know I'm not the first person that's told you that, but you know. I think yeah, and, a, a and I saying. I
1: love that. Like I love taking care of people. I love listening to people, but I think I'm I'm kind of like your dad in a sense that, I'm good with people as long as they're good with me, but like when people double cross me or like oh my gosh that sounds like a like a superhero term when people <laughs> stab me in the back or get angry or or just um are just rude in general i don't always respond well you know and and uh but i do apologize nowadays because i can't live with myself you right. know but but i don't i don't do well when you're extending a hand to somebody and they just kind of like take it and then stab you in the back or are, are ungrateful or are they just, you know, I don't know.
0: People suck. <laughs> uh, I I hate to admit or agree with that, but yeah, and sometimes, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, my dad kind of informed my view of God in, in a sense, I think, because what was always presented to me about my dad was the idealized version of things. yeah. So I, I held him to this ideal that everybody told me about. Oh, he was this way. He was that way. He was he was he was kind. He was smart. He was nice. He was a good friend. He was this. He was that. And I do. I you know obviously because of our belief, we idealize God too. We hold him as as a supreme deity, etc., and, and, and Lord of our lives. And, and there's a personal relationship there too. It's not all just magnanimous things about our creator but yeah i I idealized God too in my faith growing up and but I held both of them almost to you know to that kind of same standard right so it, yeah in, in a way yeah it didn't form how I saw him um, how personal I got with God I think was was true of how I was with my dad i mean i used to I used to say that my prayer time was constant because not that I was talking to myself, but I would always kind of have this conversation going between myself and what would I tell my dad, or in this case, God, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that particular absence helped inf- inform that and cause that. Yeah. But how personal, deeply personal I got with God occurred later. You know? Right. And, I, and, you know, cause and effect, it may be one or the other taking place there.
1: Well, I, as the relationship grew and deepened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh. So, to, to kind of wrap up, what is one thing you wish you would tell your dad? Or wish he knew, but you haven't told him?
1: Like a, a regret moment? Or oh, like? no, no,
0: no, no, no. It, you know... Again, this is in the search of the redeeming sense of Oh, okay, we're episode. redeeming. Yeah. yeah.
1: Redeeming. Uh redemption. Um I don't know. Like what would you say?
0: Well, I I'd like to think he could hear me, you know. He, my dad's passed on. He he died back in uh in 2012 when we got married. Right. Uh shortly after we got married and uh the last time I spoke to him i can I can recall it was uh i believe a couple of years before then he was kind of hard to get a hold of because he was either sleeping during the day and he worked at night because he was a musician right and he was always kind of you know doing something he was always busy uh, but I, I I do recall the last conversation we had, and had I known that was going to be it, I probably would have told him uh. You know, I, I don't. Uh, I don't judge you based on what's happened or the fact that, you know, you you and my mom aren't together. Uh, I don't. I never made it clear to him that my love for him was unconditional, despite. You know, whatever deep-seated feeling I may have of, hey, I wish you were around. That. I I still am who I am regardless of whatever involvement you had in my life, I am who I am in part because of you. You know, and, and I would hope that you know some of that at least would well up a bit of, of a sense of pride or, or whatever in him. But yeah, just give him credit for who I am. I don't know if he ever gave himself credit for that. Right. In a sense he He participated more with my older sister. Her dad passed away uh, shortly after she was born. And uh, he kind of took her in as her own. Right. And he was in her life, in a sense, more than he was in mine. But uh, I don't know, despite all that, you know, I'm still thankful for that. I'm still thankful for who he was and affecting things the way he did. I can see the long range of things, the long-term effects of things. So I would just give him thanks for that.
1: All right. Um, well, I I uh, I talk to my dad at least five or six times a week. Mm-hmm. And it's not like in-depth conversation. Sometimes I just call to make sure he's still breathing. Um, his words, not mine. <laughs> right. um, yeah, he said, call me, make sure I'm alive. Um, so I, I think I've, I think I've said everything I needed to say, whether it's, um, a letter written to him on Father's Day or, um, a letter just telling him how I feel about him. You know, I've extended an offer for him to move to Florida from where he lives. And Right. so I, I, I pretty much don't have anything I regret. I don't have anything I Never said if I've thought it, I've said it, you know. Um, and so
0: that's not a bad thing in a sense, that's yeah, you know, yeah. There, I mean, yeah. he
1: could die tomorrow, and I've said everything I need to say,
0: mm-hmm.
1: other than write the check to, you know. Um, just kidding. Um, but no, I, I, we, we talk about all kinds of stuff. Like, I, one of the things that God has pressured me to do, and there's, there's no other way to say it. Um, But God says pray for him. And I'm like, it's so awkward to pray for your parents. You know, and I'm sure there might be somebody out there listening and thinks I'm not a good Christian and you just save your judgment for yourself. Um, But it's so awkward to pray for him. Um, You know, he's the one that fostered my faith and I don't know why it's so awkward. I still do it. Um, And he appreciates it, but it's just awkward. Um, So... Yeah, I think that's.
0: Well, I mean, we you know we usually have a piece of advice I like to close with, and I don't really have one this week. But you know, in a sense, that question was the piece of advice. And I know the difficulties that everybody may have, or different people may have with whatever relationship you you currently have with your dad. Um, Heck, I think of uh, you know, I really liked uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two when it came out. And, uh, and, you know, everybody's in, in stinking tears at the theater when, you know, Jan, or uh, I'm sorry, spoiler alert, because I, I realize that some people may not, may not have watched it.
1: Well, crawl out from under your rock, people, okay? <laughs>
0: okay, well, somebody dies, I'll put it that way, and he says something very poignant about fathers and dads. And, you know, not, not, your, your biological father isn't always your dad. Right. But regardless of whatever relationship you have, I think it's always a good idea to make sure there's closure there so that you don't have to carry baggage of things you wish you would have said or, um, wish you would have done or shared, et cetera. And I, oh, think, yeah. you know, I, I didn't get to say goodbye, but I don't have that baggage in a sense because there's no bitterness there.
1: Yeah, I'd say I had more. My mom's death was a surprise. And so, mm-hmm. and we'll be doing that podcast in 2025. But, um, <laughs> Not ready to talk about that yet. But that was a surprise. So there's no amount of time to say goodbye. Um, You know, I had a few moments in the ER when it was just me and her body. And I had my last few moments to talk. But with my dad, I mean, we've, you know, we've... I, I think the best piece of advice I can say is if your parents are alive... Unless, even if they've done something atrocious. If your parents are alive, get over yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, because y- you don't want to be dealing with regrets. And you don't want to be dealing with unforgiveness. And if you're, um, if you've got the opportunity to make amends with somebody. Or if you've got an opportunity to recapture something. Like even with my dad, my my big dream for me and my dad is to... Share our testimonies together on video, or to do, I think it would be hilarious just to do a YouTube channel with him and just all of his different quirky personality traits and stuff. But, you know, those are things that I've kind of put out there in the universe um, to God. And if that happens, it happens. But if he goes tomorrow, I've said everything I needed to say. I have no regrets and he's lived a good life. Oh. You know, I want he's still alive so I want him to do more, but you can't want something f- some for somebody more than they want it themselves. Right, they have to want it. You'll them drive themselves. yourself crazy. And that's what I did with my mom and I caught myself doing it again with my dad. But there's there's something to be said about loving someone where they're at mm-hmm. and and praying that they'll move out of it. I mean, that's To a certain extent, that's what I do in my ministry to the gay community. Love people where they're at and pray that God gets a hold of them. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, God gets a hold of anybody regardless of their sexuality. You you know?
0: Yeah. And uh, just in line with that, not, you know, everything you had to say about your dad was most, you know, for the grand, grand part, positive. But, you know, for those that have been hurt, forgiveness isn't about saying that what was done to you was right. Right. If you were hurt. It's about not letting yourself be hurt. Over further. and over okay. and over again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And that sucks. Sometimes it sucks too. Like we, we talk about all the time how you hate having to dish out apologies, but you, you, sometimes you have to. You, yeah, you
1: know. especially if you're the one that hurts somebody, you know.
0: Not that the, you're apologizing. I guess You're forgiving in this sense. But. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope you made you think as every week. Uh, if you're trying to reach us, you can reach me uh, at the number four CS Lewis, L U I S, at gmail.com. Uh, you can find our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash uh, Wolf Sheep Pod. And uh, Matthew Walker, where can they reach you?
1: Uh, you can reach me at Big Ministry at gmail.com. And you can check out my blog at. MattyWalk.com M-A-T-T-I-E Walk.com
0: Alright, well, we'll be uh, we'll see you next time. From Luis Cavedo and Matthew Walker, this is Wolf Sheep.